Uh, gentlemen, All right. real quick strike update. Um, well, I think the only thing is that uh, uh, the actors are already discussing. I think they're meeting again today and then breaking off into like individual parties in order to discuss. But it's pretty much a done deal. Even I'm, SNL is coming back this weekend. Like it's it's a done deal. Talking good. Hopefully the, the only one thing could die. I wish it was SNL. Why they they've turned out some some. When since when since when what have they turned out that's been so good in the last ten years? Those those uh, epi- the fucking those. Tom Hanks sketch where he's wearing a Halloween suit and just pointing. Really? No, that's, that's no. Funny. no, no, no. I got the funny one. The, the only, where... Honestly, the only thing that keeps that show afloat, in my opinion, is Colin Jost and Michael J. Are they the ones that get more and more offensive just to see who can crack? Yeah. Well, they'll do they'll do a bit where they write each other's monologue. <laughs> yeah, but they only do it once a year. Until, and, yeah, until it airs. Yeah. What they only do it once a year? Fuck! They need to make that like a a monthly thing. They're no, gonna they're gonna get that. killed if they do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> what was the most fucked up one? Uh, what it was the Martin Luther King one. That's the one that broke me. No, the oh I, oh. Uh, <laughs> well, to be yeah. fair, he was the one that was running his mouth. He kept running his <laughs> mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one that broke me. Yeah. <laughs> um. um but yeah, so y'all want to talk about two possessed little girls? I I had something I wanted to share with y'all before we begin, and I wanted to share with the audience. Uh, this has been a part of my life that I've kept kind of secretive, and I wanted to take a moment here. I wanted to share with y'all this and this. Uh, this is my certificate that I completed my uh, my my necessary hours of anger management, which is something that I've kept hidden from everyone else, and I got my chip right here, and I'm very proud of it. And I want to take a moment. This was going to be the episode where I was going to sit down and talk about like how, I, what, how wonderful therapy is. But then I watched this stupid piece of shit movie and this is going down the drain. Eddie, kick that shit. <laughs> take right. that shit. That, right. Thank you for welcoming us. Hunters. No, wait. Fuck, that's the wrong one. Purdy, hit it. Hey, everybody, this is Fernando from the Rollback Podcast, and we, as in me, myself, Eddie, and Chama, are here to review Exorcist Believer. Do you believe, since the death of his wife 12 years ago, a man has been raising her daughter, Angela, on his own, but with Angela and her friend Catherine disappearing to the woods, only to return three days later, with no memory of what happened to them, it unleashes a chain of events that will force this man to confront the natter of evil and in his terror and desperation, seek out the only person alive who has witnessed anything like this before, Chris McNeil. So this is The Exorcist Believer, the new movie directed by David Gordon Green, the same team, same creative team that worked on the new Halloween trilogy, is now tackling... Pretty much the same format for The Exorcist, sequel to the original movie, ignoring all the other ones. This stars Leslie Autumn Jr., Anne Dowd, Ellen Burstein, Jennifer Nettles, uh, Norbert Leo Butts, and other colorful actors playing this role. So, 
The Exorcist being a, a classic, being a very important movie, not not just for cinema, but for its genre, being the first horror movie to be uh, nominated for Best Picture. And now they're trying to do a new version. So we've seen new versions of classic movies like this. You know, we saw things that, that took a different approach, like Prey last year with Predator, and even this year with uh, Evil Dead Rises with uh, Evil Dead. So how did this one turn out? I have my own thoughts, but I'm going to let y'all go first. Bernie, you want to take the first crack at it? Mm -hmm. I liked it. (laughs) What did you like about it? (laughs) It was enjoyable. Uh, Did I think it was scary? No. But the original Exorcist isn't scary for shit. Ah! It's, it's not. Creepy. Watch it again. Watch it. I again. did. It is I not did. Scary. I watched all. it. I watched it the day before. I watched this one. I watched it on Thursday, and I watched this one on Saturday. So the day in between. It still mean, holds up as being creepy. Creepy, yes. Scary, no. I'm trying to remember. Okay, it didn't. The whole sca- conundrum of being afraid that the devil is going to possess you can be fixed with one simple line. Why would the devil ever want to possess you? <laughs> You're not special. <laughs> you bring nothing to the table. Oh god damn. God damn. Like, don't worry. I'm I'm gonna take away your fear of possession and turn it into a fear of you are nothing in this world. You are a speck exactly. of dust, I'm a speck of dust. Jesus Christ. Okay, fair fucking enough. Um but no, I liked it. I liked the creepiness. Um, I liked the possession parts with the girls, the the imagery, especially the ending. Like the ending, like where the chick just gets totally boofooed by her dad, and she oh, has God. to take one long trip to H E double hockey sticks. No, so. I, I like one of the aspects I really like, uh, besides obviously the horror, the symbolism. One, they ask one of the like hardest questions you can ask a parent at the very beginning. Like, uh, they ask a father, like, hey, we might not be able to save them both. Who do you want us to save? They leave us on that cliffhanger and we all assume, oh, save my daughter. Like, that's, that's what you assume he picked. And then, no, they have the hereditary moment. Nah, he wanted the wife. God played a trick on you and your wife lived. I mean, your daughter lived, not your wife. In addition to that, though, I like how in the original Exorcist, they tried medicine first. They tried going to the hospital, psychologists, drugs. A crucifix. Uh, they'll try the crucifix Eventually. in the original. Well, she, tries, she experiments with crucifix. Oh, God, yeah. no. <laughs> God, I'm no, Freddy, no. They try all the medical reasons as to why she's not okay, but once all those options are exhausted, that's when they turn to religion and exorcism. Same thing in this story. They try all the medical things. They take them to the hospital. They put them in the psych wards. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with them? And it's only until they've exhausted all their other options that they're like, you know what? You ever heard of exorcism? Well, Leslie Odom tried all that shit. The white parents were like, nah, he's good at home. That is true. Yeah. All right. Um, so we've sang its praises, Chema. What did you? What did you? 
incredibly hate about this this film. It was lacking old naked people. It it did, yeah. It did. Uh, this movie would have been if, if this movie would have started with the A twenty four logo, I would have been like, oh, ten out of ten. Like, yeah, best movie of the year, of course. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, no, uh, my my big thing with this movie, and it, it it was it was frustrating while watching it. I I, I will say this. I'll, I'll join on the praises on one thing. Uh, Leslie Autumn Jr. gives a hell of a performance. I think uh, he is probably the best part of the movie. Isn't He's, he a singer? He's a he was a Broadway actor first, so he he was in Hamilton first, and then he became a screen actor. Uh yeah. Uh, he was in Glass Onion. Like, yeah, he was one of the people in the island. Um, yeah. So he's really good. He's super locked in. You can tell he's got like that dramatic, like, uh, like Broadway acting thing, where like he can do a lot of he can do a lot of scenes where even when he's not saying a lot, he's, he's he is doing a lot, like a lot of emoting. And I think he's good. I, I buy him as this desperate father trying to find his kid um everything else about this movie to me falls apart i think i have this theory and i i thought about it when i saw halloween ends and i'm thinking about it now again now that i've seen this one i think david gordon green wants to make an original scary movie but for some reason he just keeps attaching himself to like existing franchises and he feels like uh he feels locked in by those rules because halloween ends had a very interesting narrative that was going in into like the trauma that the city was going to and how they blamed this young kid because they had to blame someone and that was interesting that was a cool thing to do but it was in the middle of a halloween trilogy and it's just like it was completely out of place and in this one he tries to ask these questions of like our religion and belief and like what would work what can we try and uh what is religion what how are they more similar than we think and there's an interesting idea that can be cracked from that seed but it's not played to its strengths and it feels locked in by the wall set by the exorcist the exorcist might not be a very scary movie now but you have to remember when the original exorcist came out exorcist movies were not a thing exorcism was not a popular thing that we knew about it was okay. an archaic practice back then even back yeah. even in the 70s they were like what this is like the first thing that the first time that people saw it and were, were like what is this it's like at the beginning of the year when we all found out that mushrooms could kill us when we saw the last of us you know like it it became like a big thing it popularized it and after that exorcism movies became a dime a dozen we had a ton and we've had good ones and we had bad ones and this one it doesn't need to be tied to that first exorcist because why by, by doing that you're you're making yourself into a standard and that's very hard to get to and i feel like the only thing that they did like gordon and company i feel like all they did was like go to a hollywood exec and be like hey um how about two possessed girls and they were like holy shit, you're a genius you have all, all the money do you know how much it costs to get the rights to the exorcist 400 million 400 million do you think this movie was worth it i think the new trilogy is going to be worth it do you seriously think they're going to make another one after this one yeah yeah i don't think so this one's already made where do you go from here already movie but so, where do you oh, go from here three possessed another story girls. three possessed girls Are you, i'm kidding i'm kidding, kidding. 
<laughs> no, no. So, so what are the things, Chema? And I'll I'll hark back to this one. And you did mention yeah. Leslie Odom as one of the standouts. Correct me yes. wrong, Fernie. One of the cool things is that they ask the hard questions that a lot of movies maybe don't necessarily ask, as far as like, especially in horror films, like in this one. Again, the question of who do you save, your daughter or your wife? And then after that, after you lose the your partner, the one you love the most, you know. Do you believe in God after that? What kind of God would let my wife die on some other fucking country out in the middle of nowhere where I couldn't get her help? How is that justice? How is it okay that my daughter grows up without a mother? And then the same God that's supposed to exist allows my daughter to be possessed? Who the fuck is that? That anger, that frustration, I like that. I like that aspect of it. Not to mention the fact that they do bring in other other religions. It's not just Christianity, which we'll get to a funny quote Fernie sent me. But um, they bring in, like, uh, a root healer. They bring in a Baptist, a pastor. They bring in a uh, a, a woman who was going to be a nun but didn't. Um, Those are all just Catholicism with extra steps. Like, there, it's you can't be like, hey, let's try everything. The, the, final, the final, like, showdown, if you want to call it that, of the movie. Why can't is- they just be like, let's try everything? Yeah, I mean, do you remember that scene in The Mummy where, like, the guy's about to get killed by the mummy and he just starts pulling up, like, different, like, religion necklaces? Yeah. That was it's hilarious. Basically, it's basically that scene, but, like, taking it seriously. Yeah. Except uh, that they didn't try every religion. They tried, like, three of three of one and then just... And they uh, worked. I mean... Bernie, you want to tell them? You want to talk about the priest? What? Bernie sent me this funny text. Um, Which one did I send? I sent a lot of funny texts, Eddie. No, no, no. The one, the homeboy thought he was going to go in there and save everything like a night in Shining Army. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're all just there fucking like trying to save these girls. And here comes fucking homeboy with his collar chanting his shit. I mean, that guy really thought he was like Thor arriving at Wakanda. Like, yeah, really- dude, that's what that's what it was like. Oh, really? This is the guy that's gonna get the win? I guess I accepted it. I was like, okay, fine, because and then nope, he got his head turned around. <laughs> he got straight one eighty. Yeah, and I loved it. I love that. Um, and dude, okay, so these girls slowly begin to deteriorate, right? Which is it just me or the second someone loses their eyebrows, like you think something's wrong? Yeah. Oh, you mean when they have that caveman face? Yes. The second that this shit goes away, I don't trust you no more. Um, but I thought it gr- was the upside down cross burned into her head, but yeah, sure. Well, it was also the help me like carved into her side, which also, did you guys get the religious symbol? Well, no way. I think they, they spoon feed it to us at one point, right? They did. that. The three days? Yeah, the three out. days thing. It's like, uh, remember at the beginning of the year when we saw a knock at the cabin and they were like, you don't get it? They're the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And it's like, I know, but why are you telling me that? Like, like, do you think I'm like, do you like, does, does this movie think the audience is stupid? Like, is that, yes. is, is that what it is? Because you'd be surprised how stupid an audience is. <laughs> I mean, I don't doubt it, but it's like, I have a little bit of trust in you. See, this is why I fucking like, like the, the indie shit. Cause like, at least they trust us to like think of like, a conclusion. This is fucking spoon fed, and I I don't love it, man. Like I I had a really bad time watching this. 
Um, and also, like, why are we back with the uh, with the jump scares? Like, I thought, like the 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 late the late twenty uh, tens had a lot of jump scares, and then there was a point where we're like, you know what, we're better than this. Let's not do that anymore. And this movie was chock full of them. You thought there was jump scares? I didn't get jump scared at all in this movie. They had a ton. Hell, the way the movie starts with the two dogs fighting, which is a callback to the original. Like, it's it was so loud, and it happened like a lot of times. It happened there. It happened with the girl, like, put her hand on the glass. It happened like constantly. Like every like hard cut was tied with a with a with, with like a little jump. Everyone in my audience was doing it. Everyone was jumping. Really? Yeah, yeah mine. My audience wasn't jumping. They were creeped out. But I well, like, you're, well, your audience is white. They probably like they're they're used to like religious weird shit. Where do you think we live? (laughs) (laughs) We live in Little Mexico. Come on. I wouldn't call it that. The only slight difference is Tex Mex. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Well, that's it. Maybe the amount of guns. I dare you to try to park somewhere here and you'll see the difference. (laughs) (laughs) Um <laughs> okay, so these little girls. I think part of also what I liked about it is I felt bad. I felt bad for Angela and Catherine also because they pull stupid shit that you would expect kids to pull. Well, it's all they the white go, girl's fault. She's the one that wanted to do this shit. You gotta admit, her friend was probably like, "Yeah, I want to talk to my mom." Come on, it was both their faults. I won't. It, it was both. She seduced her. Bullshit. That's Dude, why she went to side. hell. Um, but she, so she gets her to go, they go to the woods and they play this game. And that's part of the fuck up in this of it. Cause you could imagine like two teenage dipshits doing this. They don't know any better. And let's be honest. We all did dumb stuff when we were younger. I think that adds to the fear. Cause also this movie is one of two halves. The first being a missing person's case. And on the second half, that's where we get the possession, mental health and all that stuff. I think for parents, I, I know I'm not a parent yet, but I think on that front, this one Are was you more terrifying. Parents aren't parents. You know what I mean. I don't have a human child. But you I call them your also. Baby. My kids have never gone missing. My dogs have never gone missing yet. Knock on wood. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Knock on um, but the the fear of of your daughter going missing. Like, I can't imagine the terror that they were facing. And they began infighting. And I knew, I fucking knew that dad was going to be a problem later from their first interaction. The white dad? The, the white dad. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, he was going to oh, be yeah. a fucking issue later. But um, I knew since the moment that he didn't take his shoes off when they were going to start the whole shit, that, that it was just going to be on him. That he was going to screw this whole shit. Even and, the pastor, like, took his shoes off and was showing respect. I, I was shocked. Well, pastors have to. It's it's in the Moses story. No, no, no. But but yeah. you so the the pastor cliche character is typically like a douchebag that's like God wouldn't want this. You know, they're assholes typically. That's how they're portrayed. Yeah. But in this one, like no, he goes the distance with them. He helps them any way he can. I don't know. I, generally, I like that part. I generally thought that guy was gonna have like a turn, like he was gonna be like the real possessed or something. Like I was the I scapegoat. Know. I don't know. I kind of saw it. Um, surprised that they didn't do that. Um, it's weird because they try to do all these new things and then everything that relates to the original Exorcist kind of feels tacked on 
and I don't think it gels very well. Like the appearance by uh, by Chris McNeil, played by Ellen Burstyn, uh, who I hope got a fat check for for what she did here. Um, I don't know, feels disjointed. Like she's not even fighting the original demon from the first one, and uh, so it's really random that like they just kind of have it there, have her there. She kind of shows up. She tries to do this weird thing where she tries to like tell the demon to leave the girl. She gets blinded, and that's kind of it. The whole was anyone else confused by like the whole thing about like. Oh, like what if my daughter is dead? Like, why would she think her daughter is dead? Well, they she never ex- had contact with her. But they don't explain that. Like they just they just randomly just say, like, what if what if she's dead? I don't know if she's dead. Well, weren't they mimicking her Reagan's voice? No, they yeah, they were. But remember, there is a point, Chema, maybe you missed this. When she's talking to Leslie Odom's character, when she's talking to Victor, um, she even mentions how, or maybe he does. You haven't spoken to Reagan in decades, right? And she's like, yeah, we stopped talking. She was angry after I wrote the book. It was a big success, but she found it embarrassing. Uh, maybe it and so she, has, she she doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. She even said, I've tried to find her a few times, but no luck. Doesn't feel right. Because like when that I'm moment there. came at the Because like when he came, when he, she came back at the end, I was like, I, I don't feel anything. Like I don't feel... I don't know. Everything re- that connects this to the original movie feels very, very tacked on. Like it I'm feels... sorry, you don't have a heart. I have a heart. Have you seen <laughs> the movies that? Have you heard any of my reviews? That's all I talk about. And, and then this, but this one for some reason just something just it didn't click. It's like in a fucking like I don't know. It's like it, it's like a song that's playing at the wrong tune like something it just doesn't gel about this production i will say this movie hit a lot better than fucking uh halloween ends i'll never forgive him for having michael myers punked out by some kid oh wearing jackson's mask god damn it yeah i can never forgive that how dare you have an iconic (laughs) horror franchise get punked out by some fucking kid (laughs) <laughs> well, he came back and killed him again, didn't he? No, he killed himself, right? True, but he had to he had to get his balls back. Well, he's human, you know. He like, got rocky. Cool. He got put, he got knocked down. He had to get back up. Get up, you yeah. son of a bitch! Mickey <laughs> loves you. Oh god! Um, Can someone make a splice version where like Michael gets his ass kicked, Mickey talks him <laughs> up, and then that's when he stands up and he's like, "I'm gonna go." I could do that. That could be fun. Uh, um, with the Rocky Bells, the dun. <laughs> um, but okay. Um, yeah, so, uh, I'll give it. No, you no look, you go look. ahead. Well, I was gonna say like I'll I'll give this movie another credit. The makeup on the girls is great, and um, they did look creepy. Like it, it did work, but in a way that was really callbacky to the original one. I feel like in the original one. It's very seamless the way that she was overdubbed by a different actress. And in this one, you can really tell that it's someone else. Like, sometimes the lips don't well, even match what they're saying. With Catherine, you could tell, like, a lot. I, yeah, I but think, the, well, the, the other one, Angela, the other one it was a little bit. it was a little bit better. With Catherine, you could really tell, like, they were using someone else. Yeah. See, I don't get why they didn't just, like, voice alter them to sound creepy. Well, they're doing over the the same actresses are, are going to do overdubs later. Like the the they will 
like they rarely use the same audio from like when they're recording on the on the, on the shot so hmm. i don't know i don't know it's very creep it's very i don't know it didn't gel um but the possession i mean there were some there were some okay shots somewhere there i don't know the scene the scene from the poster the scene from the trailer that they that they show a lot where like she gets catherine gets possessed so she's walking on the aisle of the church and she starts yelling the body and the blood the body and the blood i was laughing in that scene not because of it wasn't creepy or anything it's just she sounded like cartman <laughs> like rewatch that scene and it's gonna take you out when you notice it like she sounds like a south Park character and it really I, I could not take it seriously like I didn't I didn't hate any of it I liked th there's like little subtleties there's one part where Victor's talking to his daughter Angela in their house did you how long did it take for you to notice the the possessed version of her is right behind him no, like it, immediately, like it was. It was there for a while, but yeah. most people didn't notice until it going, uh, and then you kind of noticed it. Yeah, no, I did, but like after watching something like Hereditary, your eyes kind of get trained to like look for that shit. Fair. Yeah. Um, and then was it just me, or did it feel like Angela really wanted to fight when they were in the restroom? Because she kept getting into like his bubble, but she yeah. kept like almost like looking at him, like sizing him up. Yeah. Wait, with who? With her uh, dad. Angela, with her dad, yeah. yeah. Well, he was brushing his teeth, and like the the the, the lights kept up, kept like going in and out. Oh, yeah. she was sizing him up. Like well, she, she was fucking like, jumps up behind him with a scarf and sends his ass into the pole. I'm surprised that didn't knock him out. Yeah. Um. Then again, what kind of father are you if you get punked out by your what 13 year old daughter? I think he said it was 13. 12, 13. Um, yeah. The girls get possessed. They're going to put them in an, uh, in an asylum or like a home. No, um, they put Angela into the asylum. Yes. Catherine's parents are a little kooky. Oh, that's right. They go to her house and like the her little brother and sister are fucking terrified. They're never going to trust her. Oh, well, never mind. She's already gone. I forgot. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> well, they got spares at least. <laughs> I'm proud oh of that God. one. <laughs> I'm proud of that one. <laughs> um, so the her fucking little brother and sister are traumatized. The dad is breaking down and like I don't know what to do. Which, by the way, folks, here's a life lesson: if you're a parent and something's wrong with your kid, you don't get to break down. You have to figure out and keep going forward. You, you can don't break get down to... just in in silence by yourself. Exactly, suffer in silence, like what we all have learned to do. But that's like, why we it, don't have problems. Exactly. That's what our parents taught us. Um, but no, this so I'm sorry. I will stand by that. This little bitch is like downstairs crying in the corner. Like he's like, I don't know what to do about my daughter. Go the fuck up there and help her. That's your little girl. Or yeah, are you afraid for you to say your kid's not possessed by the devil? And? Fucking let's go then. Let's figure it out. Do like, call he was the pastor. probably yelling at him. Bring it. Anyway, fucking. Uh, that's what... Well, guys, my firstborn was possessed by the devil. Uh, I'm need some help. But uh, so Catherine starts like talking about Reagan, like mother and all this stuff, like trying to fuck with Miss McNeil. Mother. 
Which also, fun fact, I don't know how much you guys know about the actual exorcism ritual. I I try to not think about it. Even though I'm not a believer, I try not to think about it just just in case I'm wrong. (laughs) Um, So I I have actually, for any knows I'm an idiot, I want to play with a Ouija board and stuff. Uh, But anyway, so in the ritual, the way it works is it's not so much like you're forcibly like taking the demon out. It's literally you're stating, hey, this is my stature in the face of God. And with him behind me, you better leave. Like there's no actual like spiritual battle back and forth. Like, no, you're just, hey, I compel you. Get the fuck out of there. Theoretically, anyone could do it. It's just to be ordained means you're more recognized than others. Oh, is it Jay? Is it compelling? Huh? Is it Jay? Is it compelling? Guess what? It's not that compelling. Exactly. Fucking exactly. That's why that's well, that and it was a comedy. That's why it didn't work. So McNeil <laughs> tries to do a half-ass exorcism. And all I think to myself is, wait a second. This 80-year-old woman is in a room with a possessed girl. I don't think she's physically like I think she's in peril. I think she's in trouble. And sure enough, she gets stabbed in the eyes by a crucifix. That I was not expecting. Not nope. a good plan. No. Not a good um, plan. Um, she gets hospitalized. And finally, they're like, fuck it. We're going all the way with this. We're performing a double exorcism with every religion that we can find right now. Um, Call in but- the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> they, they really come in like they're the fucking like, Jesus Avengers. Like They really come in like... Yeah. Oh god. I, and it, I didn't it hate was it. a it was a little hard to take seriously also because the the nun character or the ex-nun character uh, nurse Anne was played by Anne Dowd who played like the main evil bitch in Hereditary so it's like it's it's kind of hard to take seriously. Also not a fan of how this movie like shamed uh abortion. Not a fan of it. Well, I mean, it's uh, realistic because, I mean, in the eyes of the Lord, quote-unquote, abortion is murder, so... I'm not a fan of how the movie, like... like you don't uh, have like to be a fan of that it. Around. That's what... No. That's how it works. <laughs> that's just... It's it's not perfect. You know, I will, I will agree with you there. It's... it's well, also, did they... Sh- oh, they do. Wait, what was that other one that we saw? Chema? Shame! Shame! Uh, what other one that we saw? Which one? It was where you gave up your. It was slut shaming. Remember the the title? Uh, it was another possession movie show. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, but I felt like it was like that. Like it wasn't trying to make so, a political wait, statement. Waseda? Like is that is that the one you mean? Or no, 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 no. There's a different movie that we reviewed where the where it's a nun that wants to become an exorcist. Oh, pray for the devil. Pray for them. Yes, yes, that one, that one, that one, yes. Uh, um, I don't remember that one. Maybe it and, wasn't me, that one. And one of the titles, no, you read the titles. One of the titles was uh, The oh, Devil's yeah, Slut Shames You. I remember uh, now, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so again, I don't necessarily think it's right. I think it's just doing something. Um, can I can I read to you something that William Fredkin, the director of the original Exorcist, said? About this movie? About this movie, yeah. Ooh, go Okay, He's not so, an asshole. He's not a piece of shit at all. So here's the thing. He said, uh, the guy who made those new Halloween sequels is about to make one to my movie, The Exorcist. That's right. 
My signature film is about to be extended by the man who made Pineapple Express. I don't want to be around when that happens, but if there's a spirit world and I can come back, I plan to possess David Gordon Green and make his life a living hell. So <laughs> he said that, and then he died on August 7th of this year. Good. He didn't get to see his movie come out. Now, I'm not saying God is real. I'm saying if God is real, there's a sense of humor that's incredible. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Um, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a man dying is fucking hilarious, Eddie? Wow, you're fucked up. Hey, under those night. circumstances, yes, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, fucked up. <laughs> so, so we get to the possession, and then we get. So, one, another thing I do like is I feel like the demon in this movie, if demons can be, is smart because it kind of knows. Okay, these fuckers might beat me. Maybe I can divide and conquer, and I can get at least one of these bitches, and say and give the parents you get to choose. One girl lives, one girl dies, which I don't think any of us were actually expecting. Let's see, that that's to where that's where. I play chess, you're playing checkers play comes into play. I'm like, you know what? I think your daughter should live. I think my daughter should die. Boom. You're welcome. You're not so quick to think about that, huh, demon? If this oh. would have happened in the Midwest where where every parent just 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 like tries to outnice the other, yeah. Oh, they, they, no. They, they... They would have been stuck like that my for a few child, hours. Don't you know? <laughs> Looks like we have right here a Canadian standoff. Yeah, like a good old <laughs> Canadian standoff. Yeah. Um, you know what? My daughter's a piece of shit. Your daughter should live. No, my daughter's a piece of shit. I have you spares. Know that, I insist. The other one. You look. If she dies, I have a clean slate. So I insist mine. See, I feel like the movie tried to play this whole like Sophie's Choice thing going on because it was in the trailer so it didn't felt very heavy handed in the movie but I would have liked for the movie to have had that conversation last a little longer because it was pretty fast like imagine if they had sat down like like the like uh the white parents and uh and Leslie Autumn Jr. and been uh, and be like so can we like talk about it and then like no obviously not and then like look you have each other. You have two other kids. This is the only one I have. Can I have at least this going on for me? And they're like, no, it doesn't work. Like, like something like that. Because the movie, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, posted this exact same question, and it did it better. And it made it it, it made it have weight. So, uh, and that one felt like an actual, like, like getting back at you for something. Um, because that one felt I don't know, like the 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 theme felt more heavy-handed, and the actual payoff felt more deserved. Here, I think it was stretched too thin, and I don't even think there was a there was there wasn't even a chance for a conversation. It was just they put the thing and it ended. And call me crazy, but I don't think the ending landed at all. Like, okay, so Angela survives and. That's it. We don't see anything about the parents afterwards. We don't see like. Oh, I think it's have... implied that they're divorced. Like they they're having like a, they're meeting at like a, a Denny's afterwards. Because Lord knows, hey, 
I just sent our daughter straight to hell. Can we talk at Denny's? Can we talk over uh, over a Grand Slam? Grand Slam? XO by Miami? Uh, which um, I was so fucking furious when the dad came out and said, I pick Catherine. Because then in my head, I'm like, okay, is he going to pull a switcheroo and Catherine goes to hell? Or is Angela about to die? And it's like how broken this man is. And that's what the sequel. I didn't know which way they were going to go with it. And I like that. I like how for five minutes, I had no fucking clue what the plan was. I have no uh, idea how they're going to make a sequel to this. Like, I'm genuinely, like, baffled, <clears throat> lost. Like, I'm... <clears throat> but it might not be about them. It might continue on with maybe one... Maybe Reagan's in the next one, and it's a different situation. Yeah, that could be it. Um, I don't know. I just look for movies as how they are. What are they trying to do for me? Other than that, I don't like to look into it too much, because then I'm just kind of like, well, this fucking blows... But, I don't know, I, I agree with you there, Fernie. It's just, from a storytelling perspective, I thought it was good. I liked it. Yeah. Like, it, it posed hard questions. I'll give it that. Yeah. Um, fuck, fuck my kid. Little shit was stupid enough to fuck with the devil. Now you get burnt. I rem- I'm going to remember this in about 15 years. Uh, I'm not going to remember this in two weeks. Huh? Did we mess with Ouija boards? Did I we want... order Satan? No. I I wanted to mess with Ouija boards. Do it, but no one do it in your apartment. I bet Nikki will be thrilled about it. No one wants to play with me, man. I've asked everybody. Ask Nikki. She, she said, "Fuck no." Oh, she also said, "Eddie." She also said, "In sickness and in health." Then just do it in your apartment. <laughs> Who cares? I need at least one other person. Well, do it with your dog. That sounded no. weird. <laughs> Phrasing. Phrasing. Um, oh, God. But well, okay, do you... don't do it with your dog. That's weird. Okay. For, still phrasing. Um, do you have any, like, final thoughts for this one? Like, what are your big, like, takeaways from this? At Sucks. least he didn't shit the bed as much as he did with Halloween Ends. I can't forgive him for that one. Sucks. I'm not gonna remember in two weeks. This would be the worst movie of the year if uh, Cocaine Bear, White Men Can't Jump, and Shazam hadn't come out this year. Not the Flash. Not oh wait, yeah, not the Flash. Flash is like a, just a little bit above it because at, at least I laughed a couple times there. Fair enough. This movie's not bad. It's harmless. It's not. It's like a B B B plus. It's okay. I've seen way shittier possession movies and Exorcist films. Like, there's a lot more that are bad than that are oh, bad. Yeah. I feel like this movie would have been at least forty percent better if it wasn't connected to The Exorcist. I'm sorry, but when you tie yourself to that and you don't make the effort to make it like fit, and because if you had taken out all of the original <laughs> Exorcist stuff. And actually develop that question and develop that theme and develop that topic, you would at least have a slightly more interesting possession story or like a moral question, a moral dilemma story, uh, with like a satanic twist, I guess. But without that, like it's not it feels too little and it feels too short and it feels too late. If you want to see this topic actually well developed, watch Killing of a Sacred Deer, because they do it. They they actually like work around those questions. 
I just think possession movies are hard to do now. They're not scary anymore, especially because they were fucking beaten to death by every fucking horror movie in the 2000s. Yeah, they did a ton. Did you see Talk to Me? Talk No, Talk to Me was good. Yeah. But it wasn't oh, entirely you, you possession. Yeah, but like I It was a I different like... take on possession at least. Yeah. So see, it is possible to do it. It's just you've got to find a, a a good original angle and I feel like this movie doesn't have it. So and I'm looking at this right now. So reports are after the poor reception of Exodus Believer, Hollywood Reporter uh, stated that sources say Believer Believer's reception will most certainly demand some create some free thinking about the creative for the next two films. The first sequel is supposed to be called Deceiver, which has already been announced for 2025 with a complete script. Uh, director Green uh, was initially expected to return, but due to the reception, some have expressed doubts about his participation. So. May, they do want to do another one. You don't want to shit the bed with four hundred million dollars. It's possible they're going to do another one, which they probably will. They're going to try it, but they might not. David Gordon Green might not be attached. Well, he you should know, just do something else, something original. He's out here ruining. Of, uh, there's not a lot of directors, like like big name directors in the horror movie franchises anymore, except for like James Wan. But even then, he's doing a lot of action though too. Yeah. Um, fuck, give it, give if they want to make another one, give it to the guys who did talk to me. They're free, yeah. You know, they, they they can prove they can do something original because Gordon or, Green, well, they're doing a sequel, yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. Uh, but it's gonna be small, like, it's not gonna have a big budget. Uh, Gordon Green is out here running iconic franchises, like, who does he think he is, CEO of Disney? But yeah. Oh, real quick, Raka Raka. They they were tapped to potentially do another movie, another horror fan. No, I think it was a superhero movie. They were oh no, tapped. they they rejected the superhero movie to do talk to me. No, no, no. But there's a different film that they were being approached for. I told Fernie about it, but I can't remember. Eh, give them Booster Gold. Shit, like <laughs> so. Jesus Christ, give him Raven. He could, they could probably do something great with that, but. Um, but all right folks i think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the rollback our thoughts and review of uh the exorcist believer um you can go ahead and you know kind of listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts spotify itunes check out our youtube channel it's constantly growing we have more hate subscribers than ever before hell yeah eight six <laughs> I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna clip that out, and I'm gonna use it for my soundboard. <laughs> Fernick, can you give me a clean one? Woo! Hate sex. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's go wrap it up for this episode. I've been Eddie. I'm Chema, and I'm Fernie. This was your review of Exorcist: The Believer on the Rollback Podcast. Please check us out wherever you get your podcast needs. We really need it. Eddie needs to stop selling himself on the street. It's getting embarrassing. So that's it, everybody. Let's cut it. <laughs>